This episode of the Quad Squad Pod is sponsored by The Ballad of Bonaduke by R.T. Slaywood, a dark urban fantasy available exclusively on Kindle Vela. Visit our link tree or the description of this episode of the podcast for more information on how to begin reading today. Now let's start the show. Oh, I thought I had it. I, I don't understand how I think about something to say before I get there, and then as soon as I lean in, it just, mind is completely Welcome to my life. Just go. Kusab. Just, just go. Tenth episode, Andrew. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> that part I know. It's, it's the context they bring around. <laughs> He's gonna do it real robotically, like hello, watch spot. Tenth episode, go. <laughs> I'm only speaking factually. I will provide no additional. Okay, <laughs> and here we go. We're gonna do it now. Don't fuck it up this time. And in five, four, three. It's episode 10. We've made it to double Woo! digits, which means we now have more episodes on the internet than Aaron has little tiny toes he wiggles into his socks every morning before work. So we're all very this, this many about mo- This many more episodes than toes. His, his math is correct. As much as I hate to say that Aaron is correct ever, his math is And that's a visual, folks, so join our YouTube. <laughs> Uh, but no, so so episode 10, we wanted to commemorate uh, this milestone, not only for us, but to the half a dozen of you that are still sticking around and listening to us. We, we truly appreciate you being here, uh, but we wanted to do something kind of inspired by the last few episodes, uh, but a little bit different. So we wanted to talk about 10 different things that are either our favorite or something. If we had to pick one of, what would that be? So... Um, we, we brought the randomizer back, which I know everyone, uh, has been clamoring for since our last episode. These special uh, effects, excited. I tell you. It's the silent member. Uh, I, th- the DCEU, James Gunn just reached out to see if we could do, uh, the visual effects on their next movie based on what we've seen lately. So, um, with that being said, um, we have our 10 categories here. We decided rather than go in any particular order, we want all of us to be as on the spot as possible. Keep us on our toes. So we're just going to go ahead and spin away. We'll see what's Wait coming a minute. up first. Uh, on our what? Fuck you, Andrew. Well, you still have toes. <laughs> just not all of them. You just have less of them. Oh, look, Dream Car came up first. Whoever could have predicted something like that? Uh, oh, whoops. <laughs> whoops. There we go. We definitely haven't started already. So we're going to talk about our dream car first, as this is the first time we're definitely doing this. So, Aaron, why don't you go ahead and go first? And I have no idea what your answer is going to be. So surprise me. Okay, so my my dream car is uh, 1968-1969 Dodge Charger RT. Um, Yeah, it was painted with a racist-ass flag and the Dukes of Hazzard, but that's where people of my generation fell in love with that car then it the 68 was in um paulie's favorite movie god damn it uh blade that was that was his car was a 68 gorgeous car but my dream car would probably be which i'd love to have the old car with the old motor that you can tanker on but if i had the money to put that body on a brand new uh, 
Hellcat Challenger frame with the brand new interior, but still be looking old school out back, uh, outside. That is for sure my my dream car. Nice. My answer, my, my answer to this question to is going to be so pathetic compared to what he just said. <laughs> like now, I. <laughs> Yeah, what about the tires too? Now, now Jesus I feel Christ. like the Star Wars guy who doesn't know anything. <laughs> oh, if you want to talk about bucking it out the truck so, trunk so you can have thirty twos in the back, we—I mean, we can sit here talk about that all day. But isn't it interesting? The guy who would never talk about the score of a movie or the editing or the visual effects just gave us thirty-nine points of detail about his dream car. Fucking nerd. Fuck about the score on a movie, but you talk about (laughs) nerd. Cars are cool. Cars are guys. The Academy of Motion Pictures, but yeah, yeah. Besides (laughs) them, I guess the people who hand out a fucking award specifically for best score. But yeah, everybody besides them. Um, Well, that's gonna be tough to follow, considering you'll get far less detail from me. I'm gonna go with uh, Eleanor. From Gone in 60 Seconds, which Aaron told me is a 1967 <laughs> Shelby Mustang GT500. Mustang, yes. Mustang GT500. Very good, yeah. Andrew. Uh, Solid pick, by the way. That is, I think, I was kind of mesmerized from that. From the, That movie was so cool. I think that movie came out, what, like 99 or 2000 or somewhere around there? It was there, a remake, like. Yeah, it was. Or early it was, yeah, it was a remake, too. June okay. 9th of 2000. Did you just pull that out of your mind, the release date of Gone in 60 Seconds? That actually came up on my Facebook feed today. Holy What's shit. Facebook? But yeah, I, so I would have been... <laughs> so where Aaron gets the memes he shares about politics. <laughs> I set them up, you take them down. <laughs> Fuck Man, you, it's like It's like... <laughs> like batting practice or the home run derby here there's one there's one okay so bryce you are up next so to to our listening audience who is i think andrew mentioned earlier six of you um (laughs) come on guys it's 60 uh like um i don't know if any of you know this but i haven't had a driver's license for like 16 17 years um, so like, I don't do a whole lot of driving or obsessing about cars or anything, but if I had to pick a car, I would pick Optimus Prime because that would be rad to have a transformer as a car, yes. I think, you know, and the biggest possible one <laughs> who's the leader of the Autobots would be my man, you know? So yeah, whatever that big ring. Okay, Judges, so, but we, let it fly. We, we, I, I, I've got a nerd out here. Which Optimus Prime are we picking? Uh, the cab over, the original cab over Optimus Prime, the Peterbilt from the first three movies, the piece of crap from the Mark Wahlberg movie, and then this latest one they've gone to the back to You've the cab Bryce. over. We've lost Bryce. He's already he's tuned out. <laughs> he's done. He just wanted Optimus Prime. That was all. Just say the Peterbilt. Just say I'm the just Peterbilt face. <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, the cartoon. How's that? <laughs> there you go. Cab over. Nice. Okay. <laughs> you know, it, that, that's also assuming like that I would have any idea how to drive an actual truck. That's why well, you I don't have Optimus to. Prime, so I, yeah, exactly. And no, and well, actually, yeah. 
if I had to choose a version of Optimus Prime to be my truck, it would be the Transformers Prime version from that cartoon. So, I don't, I don't have a driver's license and I watch cartoons. So, ladies, give me a call. <laughs> that's a that's a category we'll get to in just a few minutes. Polly, uh, Polly, let's round it out here for for Dream. Uh, mine Pong. doesn't. Mine doesn't come from a particular movie. I've just always loved this car since I was younger. I think we saw it at a car show. Um, but it's a 1968 Shelby Cobra. Not the Mustang, just the Shelby Cobra. Um, it's bubbled ways of being. And just the blue one with the white racing stripes. And mm-hmm. it's perfection to me. Like, the sound of that car, the big-ass fucking tires. Like, everything about that car is just beautiful in my book. That is so cool. Ooh. Yep. Great pick. Great pick. Excellent. All right, let's go back yeah, to... Yeah, that, 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 that's Jazz from the Transformers, just so you guys know. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Nice. Gotcha. Then I picked Jazz from the Transformers. <laughs> Aaron will be back to talk about the exhaust system after this this word from our sponsors. Just kidding. <laughs> Next category. Just kidding. We don't have any sponsors. Flying solo today. Yeah. Oof. Favorite Oof. movie. Jesus. Uh, so I'm. Now we're talking about something I know how to talk about. There you go. All right. So let's let's start. Do you want to start in reverse order here? Let's do that. Polly. Uh, yeah, no let's pressure. Do, let's do the snake draft. You can go ahead and lead us off here. Favorite movie. Okay. So there's probably four um, that I can choose between right now that I was thinking about earlier. Blade Three. Um, Where does Blade Three fall on this? <laughs> the best of the blades i hate you so much um no i'm gonna go with one that probably high school i got into it and i can watch it at least two or three times a year uh is slc punk um that one is you know it's has a cult following um but it just it's hard to explain why but obviously the punk side of it um you know, they go to college, they, you know, get their degrees and everything, and then they just sit on their asses as true anarchy of just sticking it to the man by not using the degrees that they got, in which his dad was an attorney, paid for his college, he could have easily gone to Harvard or anything, and he decided, like, nah, I'm just going to sit at home and party. Um, but it's really the ending that gets me every time when his uh, when his buddy uh, overdoses, and his name is... Um, uh, heroin Bob, but he doesn't do drugs at all. Like that's the joke of his name is like he doesn't do any drugs. And they're at a party, and he had a really bad headache. And somebody at the party gave him drugs for his headache, thinking it was like aspirin or something. It ended up being super hard drugs. Um, so they go home after the sh- after the uh, party, wake up to Heroin Bob just sitting there dead, like overdosed on these pills that he got. And, Oof. like, every time that scene, like, the way that he reacts to him and everything, like, he calls him poser is just busting out, like, tears coming down. Like, it feels so real. Um, so, yeah, that one, like, there's so many emotions throughout that entire movie of, you know, comedic and everything, especially when he goes through the hierarchy hierarchy of, uh, you know, the metalheads and the uh, the Nazis, the or the skinheads, I should say, um, the what was it the new age people and the punks and like the hierarchy of who beats up who like he goes through this whole scientific Mm. thing like it's so fucking good um but yeah like that movie is just another one i can always tune into and watch and just enjoy 
all the emotions that come flying through flying through me during it. I had never even heard of that movie until just now. I had I've, to look it I've up. Never really? Seen yeah, it's oh, incredible. It's so. I, I've seen one scene from it where where the dude the dude dies, and it's it's gut wrenching. Yeah. All right, Bryce. Hopefully your your answer is a little a little lighter than. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going with the best movie literally ever made, The Big Lebowski. Um, and I say that because I'm... I just watched that because, last Yeah, like, cause, because uh, I'm an editing junkie. Like, I notice every cigarette that changes when camera A, camera B switches. I notice every drink that goes down. I notice everything, and it ruins movies for me immediately. And uh, Big Lebowski is, has only one editing mistake in the entire film. So it's, it's, it's pure perfection. And the scene where, uh, and the, and the entire scene where he leaves his apartment uh, because he puts the uh, the piece of wood on the floor down the wrong way to like to block his door. From that to when he finally trips over it again and Maude is in his uh, apartment is just you you don't realize that, that that's like a little movie in itself. It's just the most brilliant movie. And Jeff Bridges is Jeff Bridges is everybody's favorite Phenomenal. actor, you know. So. Definitely a big love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah, I just actually watched that. It was my buddy. Uh, went out for a couple buddies' birthdays. Uh, just crashed at one of their places because it's about an hour away. And that was what he wanted nice. to watch uh, after we got back from the bar. So I And I don't think I've seen it in, in at least a few years. And Well, yeah. it, and the casting in it is yeah, phenomenal. Absolutely. I mean, from Totoro yeah. to Goodman to Buscemi, uh, it's uh, it's it's. It's great. Goodman. Totoro, you, 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 is one of those actors that you kind of forget about, but everything he is in is he's just he he nails it. If it if it's Transformers, Big Lebowski, he's just an amazing actor. He is good. I I don't have a fucking answer for this category, and I don't like I don't even know which way that there's like 17 ways I could go. Do I want a movie that like I could just turn on and I know I'm gonna be able to watch over and over, or do I want a movie that I know is gonna be like emotionally or mentally taxing when I watch it? Um, God, I'm gonna go with one that I feel like gets a lot of elements that I enjoy all in one. Um, it's going to be a movie that stars Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman. And I'm just going to say The Replacements. <laughs> that's, um, that's I a love, good fucking comedy. <laughs> so I love, I love sports. I see. I'm looking for a movie. If I'm going to watch it, I like the way I thought about this question was like, if I'm on a desert Island and I can bring one movie, what would it be? And this would be a great one because you get the comedy, you get the sports you get just a ton of screen time for Keanu Reeves. Gene Hackman just being like old Gene Hackman, but really when like old Gene Hackman was in his prime in yes. the early 2000s, which was fantastic. Um, and it's got like the serious moments towards the end where they come back and they win the big game. Um, so it's got a lot of elements that I really enjoy all wrapped up in one. Um, if I picked The Departed, I probably would do a terrible Boston accent here, so that was why I didn't pick that one among many yeah, other reasons. Yeah, please don't do that. Very good Boston call. accent is horrendous. Aaron, I'm not, I'm not taking requests, so I was, if I was going to do it, I would do it either way. <laughs> thank you, thank you, though. Um, all right, Aaron, so which of the movies Shirley Temple starred in in the 1910s do you want to put here? 
Fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> I don't know any of them, but I know she won an Academy Award. Those things you hate and say don't matter? So, I, I was... I actually did some thinking on this, and uh, when I was a senior in high school, in 1999, Andrew, you asshole. How many years did you spend as your senior year? Because that couldn't yeah. be the first time. This is for the YouTube crowd. Aaron holds the record for rushing yards for football players at his high school, but that's because he had 13 years of eligibility as a yeah. high school football player. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> But my favorite movie back then was Face Off, which it, it still holds up to this day between the corniness and the That's action. That's an incredible it, answer. Incredible answer. Shut up. But the movie <laughs> not, I wasn't gonna, kidding. I wasn't kidding. <laughs> it was one of those very The movie I'm actually going to go it's with It's a better is, choice than whatever you're about to say. I guarantee No, I'm going to say this. the movie This Is Where I Leave You. It's an amazing... Oh. Is that Jason Bateman? And, yes. Oh, it's so Jason good. Ba Jason Bateman, Tina Fey, Adam Driver, Jane Fonda, Rose Byrne, Connie Britton, Catherine Hahn, Corey Stoll, Timothy Olafantastic, which you can't Stop, go that's wrong not there. his name. That is not his name. <laughs> Dax Shepard, Al Abigail Spencer, Ben Schwartz. It's just so star-studded, but it's it's so emotional. And it is so the, good the the end one of the very ending scenes where adam driver and uh jason bateman are saying goodbye to each other i cry every time is that where they, every is goddamn that where they time put their heads together put their heads together and yeah. you can see where adam driver is trying not to cry tears the entire time that is an amazing I, movie i i never knew I, I don't know if this is like if you would qual like quantify this as the mandela effect but I swear to God, I'll be on Netflix, and there that movie was one I never heard of until like six months ago. There's a movie Margin Call with like Jeremy Irons, Kevin Spacey about the housing crash in 2008, and like these movies with these huge actors. And it's like, how did no one hear anything about like, how did I not hear about this for the the first decade it had been released? Like, but this is where I leave you. That's also the scene where they go in. They're at the funeral. Mm -hmm. They're the viewing, and they go and they they smoke the the blunt. One of them has yeah. in like the classroom for yeah. Sunday school, and then the yeah. uh, they get the fire the or the, yeah, the the like the fire alarm system just goes off, and the sprinkler starts spraying everywhere. And they're all. It was like not only is that movie really funny, but there are so many parts where it's like the siblings are all living their own lives, and there are different parts of their lives, but they like come together and. It really is like uh, emotionally gripping from right, right from the start. Well, and and the the, the other reason is uh, I that movie for whatever reason in uh, very important times in my life just happened to show up. I I there's I'm not going to get into it, but there when it first came out on DVD, I just got it. Um when I had things going on and watched it and loved it. And then just lately it came on Netflix and had something new happening in my life. And it's just like, for whatever reason, that's why I picked it. Yeah, no, that's a great one. All right, let's get back to the handy dandy randomizer. Let's see what we got next. There's some good ones on there. What do we got? Ooh. All right. 
This was Aaron's nickname in high school, Desert Island Treat. So this category is going to be if you could bring one dessert item or treat of any kind, bakery item, whatever you prefer. You can't bring Aaron with you and trust you. Trust it. You don't want to. What would that item be? So I don't know. Since we started with Aaron, I can start here. Oh, my God. I just have to go with. Like your classic New York style cheesecake with fresh cut strawberries over top. Nice. Maybe I'm eating my fruit with my dessert, so I'm I can say that it's healthy, even though I know that it's not. Um, but but yeah, that's that's a, a classic for me. And then we'll go to we'll go to Bryce. So it says Desert Island Treat, and is treat only food? Oh. Or dessert. Yes, only yeah, I was going to say, does it have to be a dessert? Does yeah. it have to be sweet? I had lots of other ideas. No, no, Aaron. You can have a kale salad with raspberry vinaigrette as your treat if that's what you'd prefer. But yeah, yes, what, what Bryce, want, only food. Yeah, that's, I mean, that was going to be one of my things. You know, like, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if you want, that's just going to make you really hungry and then you won't have a delicious You don't have treats. To, to go with so and also like yeah no clean water or anything like that so yeah it did just be like like a long-winded suicide um (laughs) uh, let's see here uh i think i'd go simple if i could um i just go oreos or oreo cookie i I think oreos would be like the best way to go you know nice with no oreos are double stuff golden oreos are better regular double stuff who's are better what Golden Oreos are better than than the traditional Oreos. I've never That's had them. I, I, I couldn't tell you. Well, it's blasphemy for me, so don't 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 even try them. It's a lie. Yeah. That's coming from a guy who calls Timothy Oliphant Timothy Olafantastic. So do with that what you will. Timothy Olafantastic. Every time way. I get cast in anything, you watch your mouth. That is not true. <laughs> Um, there will be no Timothy Oliphant slander here. We'll slander Aaron instead. Um, all right, Paula, you're up. Uh, being that I'm married to a trained pastry chef, uh, this is difficult. Um, but I will go with her homemade version of oatmeal cream pie because those are just fantastic. <clears throat> oh, look at me. I'm married to a pastry chef. Mm. <laughs> Rice Victorians. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Bryce is in a bad mood and he's the curmudgeon. Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually enjoying this. This might be where I live from now on. <laughs> Being all like I'm positive for the and shit like that is getting me nowhere in life. You right, got so us. Aaron wants, I got, yeah, Aaron wants gas station sushi and a kale salad. Aaron, did I get it for you? Fuck gas you, station Andrew. sushi and a kale salad. Is that it? <laughs> so that you're telling me that's not it. No, that's not it. Okay. And Just the kale I'm, salad. I'm actually going to try to pick something kind of sweet here. Um... I'm off the table, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with my favorite pie, and it's going to have to be coconut cream. It's a good pie. What a terrible fucking answer. Really? Yes. Like, 
Like he said that about you, you but I picked just fucking grocery store Oreos. <laughs> it's the only thing that comes close to actually being made on the island that we're on, anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like he could have more like, of dude, this like, once he runs out. You already out. have coconuts. Oh, really? You God. chose coconut cream pie? <laughs> not a lot of not a lot of foresight there. That's okay. All right. Oh, are we gonna get this one now? I don't even think I'm prepared. No, no, oh, it's no. a hot take. Oh no. This might just be Aaron's category. Let's just get out of the way and let Aaron talk for fifteen minutes. Yeah, is he getting four picks? Because mine's really not that that controversial. Does anybody want to go first here? Does anybody have one in mind? No, I'll take it because anybody who knows me knows this is my hot take. Bread is overrated. Oh, and I will God. not be taking questions on it. Everybody who just goes nuts over freaking buttered buns and it blah. So I, I was talking to my other bartender uh, the other night, uh, Allie, and, she, and uh, she was like, "Yeah, sometimes when I don't when I go to bed hungry, I just wake up in the middle of the night and eat like four slices of bread with butter on it." <laughs> and the first thing I said was, "I know somebody who would hate you." <laughs> yes. <laughs> For sure, he would judge you oh, so no. hard. That's right. it, literally that it, that one of the worst takes of all time is that take. Look, bread is supposed to be a reason that you get something else in your mouth: meat, vegetables. It's 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 not. I can't wait! I can't wait till we play that clip. <laughs> Just that two seconds right there. <laughs> Fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, wait. I, this, this, this has got to be a better way to do this. That's four. Bread's supposed to be the way you get something in your mouth. Something like meat. Something delicious in your mouth. Something <laughs> something else in your mouth. Is that why you've been walking around with a Wonder Bread wrapper stapled to the front of your jeans, Aaron? <laughs> that was a horrible joke. <laughs> No, yeah, I, think Bri- I, think, I think Bryce would beg to differ. Based well, on no, like, well, well, Andrew, don't give yourself too much credit. Like, I, I often think, <laughs> I often think your terrible jokes are the funniest ones. So, like, <laughs> humor, humor is subjective, and it Aaron is, is objectively not funny. Andrew, it's so. why you always ask me to bring hot dog buns when I come to your house. That's. Oh, it's even worse. You just. You just did a worse version of what I did to you. But the only problem was you told me I wasn't funny and you were like three tiers below what I did there. So I think we should just move on before you try another one of those jokes. He's like, yeah, I'll I'll take that. (laughs) And every time I respond to him like that, he's like, don't try to turn it around on me. Anyways, um, my hot take is Aaron is funny. (laughs) That's not it. Fuck you, Andrew. (laughs) Okay, that's five. We're doing pretty good today. Um, That is not my hot take. Um, My hot take is, I've had this one for a long time. I don't know if I've shared this with you all, but um, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers are terrible. Wow. Oh, fuck you, Andrew. That hurts. The just You want to talk about music I hear that I'm like, if I never heard this song again, I, I could move on with my life and not be impacted whatsoever. Do you also hate ACDC? Do you hate no. Jimi Hendrix? Okay, okay, no, now wait, no, wait a Tom second. Petty I don't even think those are God remote. damn second. 
Hold on. Holy <laughs> fucking hell. Hold on. You, you did not just say that in a room with a fucking guitar player, did you? <laughs> did you really just compare Tom Petty and the fucking Heartbreakers to Jimi Hendrix? Holy shit. <laughs> Is that Aaron's? Is that Aaron's hot take that it just became his new hot take? Is better is better than Jimi Hendrix? Jeez, some crepes! What in the? Oh God! <laughs> All right, Bryce. Now that you're a little lively, why don't you share yours with us? Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! I'm like sh- I'm shaking. My my hands are literally shaking. Okay. I'm glad that before I could take too many shots, there Aaron was like. If you don't mind, let me step in front of you and, <laughs> and take mo- most of the damage here. I will say this about Tom Petty, the Heartbreakers. Like, they've got some fucking amazing songs and everything. But I am also in the school of, like, of, like if he was never there, I wouldn't notice sort of thing. Um, but uh, I don't definitely don't hate him or whatever. I do hate, I do hate, and this is my hot take, because, like, especially here in Ferndale, where everyone's kind of like a punk connoisseur, the fucking Ramones. I, I cannot wrap my head around it. That's an amazing pick. I, That's like, perfect. They are the shittiest goddamn band that has ever walked this fucking earth. And and everyone who I know loves them to death. I'm like, they can't play in rhythm. They can't sing. They can't do anything. They were just part of the CBGB like rise during Talking Heads and Blondie and everything like that that were happening. And... And all those, all those guys who like make this argument about how amazing the Ramones are and everything, they always they always trash people who make it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and everything. I'm like, the Ramones are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like what? Like, hmm. I don't even know how to make their own arguments. It's just like arguing with Republicans. It is fucking. I am loving this new me. What? This is this is me from now on. This is who I am. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm, I'm are you saying are you saying the overlap between people who love the Ramones and Republicans is basically just a circle? I wish I could say that. No, because <laughs> lots of the people that I'm saying this about about the Ramones, they are hardcore leftists. We are, gonna, are far from yeah, it. Yeah, like but 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 they, they managed to agree on like this one sort of absurdity. <laughs> oh, that's I gonna be a clip that's gonna be a clip that hot take's gonna be a clip on tiktok and, and <sighs> people are gonna go nuts oh yeah yeah like, you're tom, tom, no, tom, tom patty being I, better I, than Jimi hendrix one will be I've, sure. I've literally had entire bars trying to talk me into thinking that the ramones are good and i've just been like half drunk scre- half drunk screaming that they're fucking terrible and like the bartender and the people what did he just say the ramones suck like it has been it has been a thing in my life just chaos yeah. ensues all right, Paul, you got to match that energy. Let's see it. I don't know if I can match that energy. Um, so I will say beforehand that I understand this band's tribute or, you know, attribution to rock and roll. Um, but the Rolling Stones are just a glorified blues band and nothing else to me. Yes. They're just a glorified yes! blues band. I've never heard that take, but it's interesting. No, like lots, lots of the songs that they're big for were kind of cover songs for blues when they first got started, and then after that, it was kind of like that, that part. Who cares? And the, yeah. the worst yeah. part is, is that people in my area too, who always talk music, always be like, "Rolling Stones or the Beatles." I'm like, how? Do, how are you? Like, like, first of all, like, why? It's not the same. It's it's nowhere near the same. They both came from England. That's it. That's it. That's they the both came from thing. England at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> One's been on tour for fucking 60 years. One toured for like three years. 
it's it, and made bigger impact. Yeah, <laughs> like it, they're not so not comparable. No, I love that everybody else picked their hot take as banned, so it makes makes a conversation, and I just say bread sucks. <laughs> I I feel like contextually though that makes a lot of sense for the yeah. way that the podcast typically goes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And if we're going, if we're going through it, Rolling Stones are white bread. There we go. Yeah. The circle. It's circular. Circular. Stay, yeah, but they're stale white bread. There you go. <laughs> okay. And the Ramones are liver and onions. <laughs> Gross. Well, now that we got warmed up with our music talk, let's talk about when you're stranded on a desert island and you can bring one album with you. Oh, jeez. <sighs> what would that album oh, geez. be? Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. This is Polly's oh, turn, right? Nope, cheers. Oh, I've mine? already gone first. <laughs> okay. Um, I have two in my head that I cannot decide between, but uh, and they're completely two different genres and everything like that. But being the the guitar player and everything, and like where I grew up. As a guitar player, I'm gonna have to pick uh, "Evening with the Allman Brothers" first disc or first set. Um, it's incredible, and it's where I fell in love with the Allman Brothers in the first place, and it's where I fell in love with Warren Haynes as a guitar player and a slide player. And it's odd too, because my my other option is uh, "Dirt" by Alice in Chains. Those are like the two albums that, no matter what, I can like listen to all the way through. Like, I'll, I'll stop listening to somebody if I hear one of those songs at the bar. You know, it's it's. But uh, yeah, "Evening with the Allman Brothers." first set is phenomenal. Oh. Hmm. I wasn't angry enough. Who's next? <laughs> I, I think do, it's I, me. I, I, do you have an answer, Polly? Yeah, I got one. <laughs> it's painting him. Look at it. <laughs> it is. Um, it was tough because it's the same. Like, There's a Pearl Jam album in there, much like with you, A Thousand Chains, that I could listen to over and over. Um, but I have to go back to the roots of the rock music that I love so much. And that would be uh, electric Ladyland from Jimi Hendrix. One, it's a double album Two, It's got the ups and downs. It's got the, you know, there's so many different energies in that album yeah. that you could find something for whatever mood you're in. It doesn't matter. You'll find it in that album. So that would be the one for the I, desert. I endorse that pick. <laughs> I, I would have gone with uh, the live album, but it's just too short. So I need what, a the band of gypsies or mm. yeah, the band of yeah. gypsies with, with machine gun. Yeah. Like if I could just take machine gun and put it with electric lady land, then it would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when we did a, uh, there was a Jimmy Hendrix That's not the rules. show at uh loving touch way back when. And um, when we do those things, like each band picks like three songs and then we just do a whole night of like, it's like 12 bands or something like that. And I did, uh, I did, what the hell is that song called now? Uh, the first song off of uh, Band of Gypsies. I did, uh, <clears throat> now, all, uh, now all of a sudden I can't fucking listen. Is that Changes? Yes, Changes. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, yeah, that, that was so much fun to play. Just like, it was the first time I'd ever played it with a yeah. band too. It was such a blast. I was busy trying to read the lyrics on the ground. <laughs> All right, Aaron, what do you got? Oh, 
I am not the music connoisseurs that you guys are. Um, but an album that I have a very uh, affinity for is I'm gonna. It's gonna be Milk Toast Choice here, but it's gonna be ACDC Live. Like uh, it's a, like it's one from the nineties. It's one right? of the first. Yes. Yeah, I I knew you were gonna pick that. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. It's it's when I moved from dank country ass music to actually listen to something different. Nice. So it was transitional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh the shoot to thrill on that is awesome. Yes, very much. Um, okay. So I'm gonna go with this was a this was a set that my dad had when I was growing up and it was the Frank Sinatra repri- reprise collection and it was like his greatest hits but it was a four disc set and it was a it almost felt like it was vinyl on the outside and you open it up and it had like a book to coincide with each one and I think it told like a story about each song and it had a bunch of pictures in it it was pretty cool it was like this whole set um but I that that was what my dad listened to growing up, so that was one of those foundational um, artists for me that you hear so much as a child. It was like that, and then my mom listened to like Whitney Houston and Tina Turner and Mariah Carey. So I had a very uh, very interesting array of of music I was listening to in the car with my parents. But it would be uh, Frank Sinatra, the Reprise Collection, um, would be my choice, and nice. you get. And I get four discs there, so you get a whole bunch of uh, always thinking practically. Whole bunch there. of options. <laughs> you know exactly when I'm on my desert island, I gotta. Well, you I, know. if I, I would have picked the Beatles anthology, if I knew we could pick box sets over here. <laughs> yeah. Not a not a box set. Not a box set. <laughs> All right. Ooh. All right. This is fun. So we have a green flag in a park. I'm uncomfortable by these questions. You're uncomfortable communicating what's what's a positive thing you look for in a partner? Yeah. You t- you tell me to fuck off on the internet 65 times an episode, but this is where you draw the line of of comfort. All right, Aaron, on that note, go ahead and go first. Um, green flag in a partner, I would have to say. Ten uh, No matter what kind of... Fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> no matter whether you're together or you're far apart and it's over text, it's somebody who wakes up every, every morning and makes an effort to just say good morning. Aw. Aw. That's adorable. Shut up. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> he t- tells the entire internet. Don't tell anybody. I, I, I don't know if you realize this, Aaron, but uh, this is a podcast. It's yeah, going to be going fuck. everywhere. Fuck, is that what we're doing? And a clip. <laughs> yeah, definitely a clip, <laughs> which everybody sees more of than the actual podcast. Um, we all have to make sure that we wish Aaron a good morning tomorrow morning. Uh, Absolutely. Group and, so every Bryce, morning, and every morning moving forward. I love it. Bryce, he'll expect yours around 1 (laughs) o'clock. And I'll still say good morning, too. That's the best part about it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Good morning. It's almost evening, you fucker. Uh... (laughs) Oh. 
Just wait till Bryce is on uh, Pacific time. Then it quite literally will be. Uh, Aaron will be done with work for oh, the Jesus, day, I think, at right. that point. Mm. Um, all right. So, green flag. I am less uh, anxious than Aaron, and I don't care if you tell people because we're recording this on a podcast. Um, a, gr- a green flag for me would be communicating. I- I'm someone who likes to communicate in the moment. Like I get too anxious and start overthinking when it's like, let's talk about this later, whether that be professionally and your manager books a meeting on your calendar for like tomorrow at noon and it's just like quick chat or whatever. Like if there is an issue, if there is a concern, I would much rather we talk about that and we resolve it right here and now rather mm-hmm. than like, let's just talk about it later or whatever. It's not important. Well, clearly it is important. So I don't know if that would be like... um conflict resolution in the moment or like communicating uh in that sense but we'll say conflict resolution in in the moment yeah Yeah, i don't i don't like once it festers that it just consumes me entirely and there's there's no going back for me at that point so oh all right bryce honesty brutal like do you remember that movie uh uh i forget who uh it was that comedian, the English comedian, and Jennifer Garner, where like there was no such thing. Oh, yeah, there Ricky was no Gervais. Such thing as dishonesty. Yeah. Like everyone was brutally honest about everything. Was it the history of lying? Or Maybe I don't called? know. I forget what it was, but like I was like, oh my god, that that's the world I want to live in. The, the invention of lying, of lying like, is what it was called with Ricky yeah. Gervais and Jennifer Garner. I I, yeah. I I have to have that sort of thing. Like 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 the way we are with each other when we're on you know, just texting, we have absolutely nothing to hide from each other. And no reason to lie when questions are asked or anything like that. So, like, I, I, I especially after my last relationship, <laughs> um, I need, I need that because, like, if somebody tells me something, like, I, I kind of have a thing where I'm like, I'm okay with being gullible. I'd rather just like say, oh, that's what you think, cool, and have the person turn and laugh than be like, than have to question what everybody says all the time and be like. Oh, I wonder if that's what they really were thinking, or da 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 da. You know, like, because um, that just it just confuses things, and not just like between me and the person, between me and the, you know, the 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 company or whatever. I just I cannot stand dishonesty, and it makes life so much easier when everyone's just brutal. I have learned that I can't mm-hmm. keep my mouth shut instead of just being brutally honest, <laughs> like. Yeah, Wait, what? Well, I mean, not not me, not me, not <laughs> I can't keep my mouth shut. I'm saying that like when being honest about things, like sometimes you just don't have to say anything, you know. But when somebody asks you a question, yeah, I like mm-hmm. I expect the truth, and that's my number one. It's a good number one. one. All right, yeah. All right, Polly. Uh, Roxy, it's that. No, that doesn't count. Okay. Um, I have to think about a trait. Damn it. It's tough when you're not in. The good news is, and the brownie points you're earning now are that there are just so many to choose from that you don't know which one you prefer the most. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. It's a good problem. No, baby, you don't have to listen Uh, to this one. It's okay. No, it's tough. Right. <laughs> is, is uh, it mask? Is it is it is it eyeliner beards on Roxy? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. But to go along with that, humor is definitely a big green flag. Like you've got to be able to have that humor with me. Um, yeah. 
Because if, if you're not, you know, even if you're fake laughing and even when you don't think it's funny or calling me out and making fun of my joking, still humor yeah. in there, um, which Roxy does often. Which is, which is like all <laughs> um, is definitely like, yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely a, a big green flag for me. Sense of humor is a good one. That's a very important one. All right, four left. We've got some good ones. It's I funny, like, it. well, I guess, I guess, in a perfect way. Uh, <laughs> when we get yeah. to the red flag, it's like obvious what they are. Just, just the opposite yeah. of what we said. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's that's no fun. That's not right, Paulie, the opposite. Want, it has to be something else. Do you want me to just fill, fill NA in here for your safety and protection? <laughs> not Roxy. There, there's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's there the, you go. <laughs> um, any woman that isn't my wife. There we go. That's the one. Okay. <laughs> no, he's actually oh, is that your answer? That. Okay. That's actually yeah, that's, what he's that's, going That's with. what it is, yeah. That isn't yeah. my wife. All right, excellent choice. Excellent choice. Yep. Thank you. All right, Bryce, what do you got? Um, I was gonna say I was just gonna say dishonesty, but I'll make it more specific, um, and kind of along the lines of what you said about like talking about things in the moment. I hate it when somebody says, "I hate it when a partner is like, I don't want to talk about it." Mm-hmm. Like, like repressing the because, whatever the the topic yeah, or the issue. Well, because a nothing gets solved, right? right? Especially if they're trying to figure it out themselves. Mm-hmm. If it's about us, if it's between us, if something's going on between us. I'm like, I like. How are you going to solve this on your own if, if you're not telling me? If it's what an interpersonal the, the issue, is. yeah, yeah, it's it needs to be talked about and stuff like that. So like, um, people who aren't uh, partners who aren't open with their partners is um, is really it's it's almost telling, you know. And it could be it could be a bad thing or a fucking horrible thing, but I I don't think it's good at any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I definitely picked that too because, like, Roxy and I, it's open book. Like, anything and everything is just, it's out there. Like, there's no hiding, which is a comfortable place to be in, too. When you know that you can just be completely honest with whatever's happening, be it good or bad. God. Yeah, the more I was thinking about this, I was like, oh, I'll just go with, but it's not, it's not really as fun to just do the, the exact opposite of uh, whatever that was. Um, I would say, and I don't know, I think there's definitely like, if you read up about like attachment styles and, you know, um, communication and kind of all components about that, it seems like a lot of what we're, what we're saying seem to be in, in similar veins there. But, um, I would say the, the opposite, uh, I mean, I guess that is kind of the, just as I think of something, I'm like, oh, that's just the opposite of what Aaron just said there, or that's the opposite of Bryce's. Um, I would say, um, but would that just be dishonesty? Like a, when the effort isn't there, but the communication says otherwise. So like, if you've ever been in a position where you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. and what you're being told is one thing, but Mm -hmm. what you feel is another. Gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. To an extent, uh, like yeah. it's gaslighting. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for having this uh, this origin story moment with me right here. Uh, but no, it's like, um, and you know, it's it's there are times where like like 
you know, one person may be more invested than the other. And, you know, I've been in the situation where, you know, I've been the person who wasn't, and then I've been the person who was, and it's a back and forth. And there can also be the frustration that now that you're doing this, that, or the other, and the other person isn't, you're frustrated just like you were frustrated the other way around when you were the person who was doing it and they weren't. So yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot that goes on there. And as I've gotten older and gone to therapy and talked to someone who went to school and paid a lot of money to become licensed to do that. Um, I've, I've found out a lot about myself and not and still, still a work in progress with, with a lot of work to do myself, but yeah, just, just kind of discovering those things and kind of understanding why, when I get to that, really awful place I don't like being what kind of leads me there and I think that what I explained there is, is one of the big ones so yeah um, so I, I think we're all just kind of hopping on and the thing about the four of us is I think we're all a little bit like what you what they like to call what neuro spicy you can we are all very very good at reading people I think um, when it comes to anyone, whether somebody being creepy or, you know, a liar, but uh, vagueness and deflection is, it, I, I pick on, I pick up on that like that. And it's like in, in, in the past, it, it doesn't matter what kind of romantic, personal business, I can pick up on that right away and it's like i know you're not basically you're lying to me mm -hmm. you, well i'm just telling a half truth no that you that's that's fucking lying you're yeah, lying to me you're, you're not being honest or when they say well i just don't want to talk about it that thing i no because you'll have to lie if we talk about it well and that's that's where like if you're if you're in a situation where you're partner is someone or the person you're arguing with is someone who they're the type of person who needs time to process like it is it isn't fair for you or for them to demand them to do the opposite because if you're someone who needs the time to process and play it out in your mind and say what you want to say so you don't lash out and say horrible things or you know mm -hmm. anything like that that's understandable but there needs to be a compromise of like i know this is a situation that's going to stress you out the longer it goes on if we could have 30 minutes where I could just maybe go for a walk or sit outside, collect my thoughts and come back. I want to do that. But I think both parties need to go into that understanding that like we're in this together and we don't, we don't resolve conflict the exact same way, but you do need to compromise because it's not fair on either side to, to expect the other person to do that. But again, if you're not communicating effectively, you're not even going to be at the place to know you need to compromise. So I think it all kind of folds together. But. Okay, let's get a fun one. That was deep. All right. Oh my god, that was fucking heavy. <laughs> Ooh, back to back. Four oh white god. dudes talking about relationships. What's up? <laughs> so gross. All right, now now, there we now go. how to cure those pains with your there favorite alcoholic <laughs> beverage. Beautiful. Uh, I can take this one first. Despite the fact that I watched The Big Lebowski, it is not a white Russian or a Caucasian, as he calls it. I had a delicious old fashioned last night and it was exquisite down to the glassware. It's perfect. Um, that's all I'll say. Uh, I will add nothing else to that. So. Yeah, that's a good uh, cook. Uh, 
did you see did you see how he made it like um did you see the ingredients did you see what when he muddled what he muddled when what kind of ice cube did he use no so i didn't it was just regular cubes it wasn't like a sphere or anything which i do enjoy like the presentation and all the pageantry that goes along with like an old-fashioned upscale bar but they had like the the glassware that had like the um just the patterns in it and it was like the thicker glasses and as soon as I saw that, I was like, that that came as a set of four glasses with a decanter somewhere. I know it did. So I was like, I'm getting an old fashioned. If they poured in that glass, I know it's going to be good. And it was fantastic. But like the the garnish was great. Every Everything was fantastic. So there are ways to screw it up. But the one I had last night was not screwed up. So I was I was thrilled. All right, Bryce. Did, did your old fashioned have plenty of Aaron Nine Toes in it, bitters, or was it the right amount? Uh, thank, if my drink was as bitter as you, it would taste like battery acid. So we did not, uh, <laughs> it was not Andrew. that, <laughs> it, there we go. it was not that bitter, uh, thankfully, but there was, there was a little bit of that bitterness in there, but just the right amount, just like you, just nice. the perfect amount. Thank you. Right Andrew. Hey Aaron, good morning. Oh, Lizzie, you just got another one. Look at that. I said, thank you. Not fuck you. Uh, oh, he said, thank you. He said, fuck you. I'm saying it's just all I hear when I hear you, Andrew. I yeah, figure that's fair. Yeah. I feel like that's fair. This is this is way tougher than I thought it was. I was thinking about it while you said old fashioned. I was like, oh my god, what what on earth would I possibly pick? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Um, uh, is this is this alcoholic drink or just favorite alcohol? Like your drink, I, if you go to the bar and you order a drink, whether it's a beer, whether it's four ounces of vodka in a glass, neat, you know, whatever, whatever you um, prefer. Well, like, here's the thing, like, <laughs> me and my bartending buddies who have had a, had enough of it, um, like, when we go to the bar, we never just order a beer or a drink. We always order a beer and a, a shot of whiskey, so. A Boilermaker? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, hey. it's like a... It's like a backhanded boiler maker. You don't actually mix them together. You know, you're kind of two fisted. No, a, a beer, a beer and a shot is is that's that's a normal order at a bar. Yeah. So, so it, yeah, it what, what's a, your favorite a, beer? A, what's your favorite shot? Um. Well, the, the the beer always changes, and as I've gotten older, um, I used to be like a heavy IPA drinker, like sixty IBUs or above, like hundred was kind of like max, and it was just like intense. And now too hard it is where I have to cut it off where it's right at 60. I'm like, okay, I can do that. But now even like as I like every day it feels like I'm going further and further and further away from that. So like now it's hazy IPAs and official IPA, uh, hazy IPA from Bell's is fantastic along with uh, New Holland uh, Tangerine Space Machine, which I don't like fruit with my beer, but that is just enough to make it tasty. And uh, always Jameson, that, just Jameson. Yeah. Nothing else. No other booze. Just Jameson. Somebody's like, ooh, try this fancy stuff. I'm like, get that shit out of my face and give me Jameson. You know? <laughs> Is it Jameson? No? All right, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I, will, um, I, will drink, I, will, I will drink Rittenhouse. I will drink a rye, but um, just Jameson. They need to rename that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, right? <laughs> it, was a long, uh, it was around long before he was. <laughs> I am going to go with... My favorite drink is tequila, and not 
body shots with the lime and the salt. <laughs> I want. I That's want not a, what we were expecting. To be clear, I want a high quality, preferably añejo tequila, in a glass, and I just want to sit there and sip it. Dig it. I dig what's it. your Thanks. What's your What's your preferred? What's your number one pick? Yeah, do you I, have like I don't pick? have a brand. I don't have a brand at all. As long as it's just not. As long as you it's not Jose, Jose Cuervo, right? right? Jose Cuervo? Not, no, not Jose. Gross. Do you like clear or do El you like uh, brown tequila? I like Don Julio is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, 1942? And you said just in a glass? Like yep. chilled? Like over over ice? No, no, just just give me a shot in a in a whiskey glass so I can just sit there and sip it. All right. Yeah, that's also too like whenever I order a, a Jameson, I always get it in a rocks glass. I never get it in a shot glass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what about you, Paulie? Uh, so mine's a shot and a beer, um, just to go together, uh, and it's probably. Also in the tequila realm, but it's uh, just Silver Patron is just hits right for me. I know it's definitely not the highest quality, but it hits right for me. And then a uh, pint of Sweet Child of Vine, which is an IPA here from a local uh, local brewery called uh, Fulton. But okay. the name also also caught me, Sweet Child of Vine. Just yeah. it works you said right. Sweet Child of Vine. Vine, mm-hmm. yeah, sweet child vine of vine. Is good. <laughs> uh, yeah, like so that. it's an it's an IPA, um, but it's it's not a super heavy one. Like it's one that can go down real smooth, but it's it's definitely got the taste of IPA. So, nice. yep, shot in an IPA, and I'm good to go. There we go. All right, beautiful. We have two left. They go together, and they are paired together, which won't be the first time that's happened today. And it looks like it's favorite sport. All right, there we go. So favorite sport. I can go first. I'm going to take um, as well, my body. Uh, hang on. Where, where it's favorite sport and favorite athlete. As we go, the should we just go sport and athlete per person? You know, instead of cycling back and forth. I It's kind of fucking mm-hmm. lame, but sure, I guess. Sure, whatever. Yeah, Aaron, oh any, any other producer notes you want to throw out there <laughs> while we're recording the fucking podcast? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> it's like, God, no, that fuck wheel. You, I want to see that wheel again. <laughs> yeah, there's no... I mean, we're yeah, not sorry. going back to the wheel. I've got the time marked down, so fuck off. <laughs> no, it's all staying in. We're not editing any of this out. Thank <laughs> Thanks for taking note of the time when you decided to give us your notes mid-podcast. I appreciate that. Did you put that on your tiny little notepad? Yeah, of course Is that where did. you wrote it down? Yeah. <laughs> Detective Nine Toes feverishly rolls through his notepad. Po- I need a pocket in my Beach Boy shirt. You need the pocket protector. That would be perfect. Dude, okay, de- so since we have Detective to do Nine both Toes of the same. Detective Nine Toes is a brilliant name. That is Detective amazing. The private yeah, eye. Yeah, but too bad he has toes. like he has like the pizza order from the shop right next to uh, the details from a witness in a murder case next to <laughs> podcast topics. He doesn't know what's on what page. Okay, so I'll go first and I'll make sure to do both very quickly so Aaron doesn't get upset. 
Um, we will do favorite sport is hockey. I've I grew I've played it for the better part of thirty years, and the Red Wings are my team. They're tattooed on my uh, my arm here. So um, hockey has been and always will be the my favorite sport to watch, my favorite sport to go see live, and my favorite to play, which I don't anymore. But hockey for me has always been a sport that. I, I'll watch golf on TV before I watch freaking hockey because who cares? But live hockey, there the the there is an energy at a hockey game that is amazing. Yeah. That that almost salvaged your take of you'd rather watch golf <laughs> on TV than hockey because that makes almost almost no sense. The only reason no. you watch golf on TV and I watch golf on TV is so you can nap and then wake up and it's like nothing cha- like you can wake up and you miss nothing it's the same reason you nap during NASCAR you watch first 10 laps you watch the last 10 laps no we don't watch NASCAR but I'm sure that's why you do it <laughs> you, you don't watch hockey but you watch NASCAR on TV again this is why we want to strike you from the record <laughs> favorite athlete um, growing up I, I grew up and I was in my very formative childhood years, the same time that Ken Griffey Jr. was working through his prime in the mid to late 90s, the backwards hat, um, and having those, what, maybe four or five years where had he not gotten injured or um, cost himself 20, 30, 40 games, you know, he, he would have won the won the home run record on any given year and could have challenged McGuire and Sosa. And I can't, I can't say for certain whether or not he was doing steroids, but... He certainly didn't look anything like Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa or have a size nine and three quarter head like Barry Bonds did when he broke the home run record. So he, no, he had just that swing. Pre- he had the that prettiest swing, that's swing all you've had. ever seen. Uh, well, I, I was talking about Griffey, but yeah, Bonds had the swing. No, that's what I mean. Griffey. Griffey what I was oh, yeah. about. Like his swing the, the, the swing was, that oof. literally took like it, it looked like it took 30 seconds. It was, it was so unreal. And he got and he got to play and with then his just dad. Drops the bat. Him and his dad played in the outfield together for his seniors last season. There's that one famous clip. I don't know if you guys have seen it where his dad, his uh, Ken Griffey senior is in left field. He's calling for a fly ball. Like he's going to take it. And junior just runs in front of him and grabs it. Doesn't stop and just runs right to the dugout. And he's laughing about it. Yeah. And, Ken and in an interview just later on, his hands on his hips, like this motherfucker. in an interview later on, he said that, uh, he grounded him from the car. He took his, he took junior's car keys away for, for a week after that. So I thought that was always so good. So Ken Griffey jr. Um, I think, I don't know if he was unanimously elected into the baseball hall of fame, but he he might have been and well deserve it. So, and such an amazing fielder. Like everyone talks about his hitting and everything, but God, he was one of the best defensive players there ever was. was so fast. So good. So good. Uh, I'll go next. Oh, Paul. Okay. Great. Go ahead. Um, so mine are going to be different ones as well. Um, for sport, it depends because, like, you know, I played baseball the most in childhood, but as I got older, basketball was definitely the sport that, like, I absolutely love basketball so much. Um, even as it's evolved into, like, this three-point shooting, high-scoring game that it is versus a defensive game, like, I still I love basketball. Um, I mean, that might be part of growing up in Indiana too, <laughs> like the Hoosier state where it's just basketball. There's, there's a goal oh, yeah. in everybody's driveway. Like it doesn't matter where you're at. Basketball is number one. Um, so that is for me, uh, for sport athlete, 
I was going to go King Griffey Jr., but I won't double it up here. Um, so I will go with my favorite football player ever, and that is Marvin Harrison. Um, as a wide receiver, Marvin Harrison, like one of the quietest guys out there, but could take on anybody. And he's so short, but he had like 99% muscle. Like you look at his arm, like in a photo yeah. of him catching a ball, it's just muscle is all it is. And like my favorite moment, which I was actually at the game, um, I think it was a playoff game. It was playoff or um, right before the playoffs. But uh, if I know the, if had, I know what uh, you're talking about, if I, and I'm pretty sure I do, it was definitely a playoff game. Okay. So, well, so it may have been two right moments here. then. Um, so yeah, the first one was when he caught the ball, fell down. It was like probably 50 yard line or so. A guy jumped over him and never touched him, and he gets up and just flies and goes all the way to the end. Yeah, that one was a playoff game. Yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking like, of. <laughs> yeah, and everyone around him, like on the other team, was like, no, we touched him. It's like, no, you didn't. And he just, he had that mindset where he's just like, nope, I'm gone, and goes. Uh, the other one was when he went to catch a ball, got uh, flag thrown on the play because they interfered, and like this big-ass fucking guy, I think a lineman or something, he pushed, and you see him just fall backwards as he pushes him because he's so much smaller than him that he's just like, and that was the most I'd ever seen him riled up, like where he just like went and pushed the guy. I was like, Marvin, like who, Marvin. calm down, sir. Like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, just his calm demeanor, and the reason he had that calm demeanor is because he actually grew up having a stutter, so he like you never see really interviews with him. You never see anything like that because he's just, he was very, you know, uncomfortable with his talking so he's never really done much as far as like being out there um like the randy mosses and stuff like that like and that's another reason i liked him is because he was so quiet but he went out there and did the job the best he fucking could so that's that's the that's the one and his son right now is like the number one uh is touted to be like the number one ranked wide receiver drafted out of ohio state as well oh yeah i think he's been there two years but He's like the clear-cut uh, consensus top receiver that'll be drafted next year because he's just he's been unreal at Ohio State. So not only to be that good, but to have a son who yeah. seems like he could very likely follow in those footsteps is is insane. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, let's go. Let's go, Bryce, and we'll close it out with Aaron, the executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Andrew. He's trying to earn that credit, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's 10. Wow. 10 for episode 10. 10 for 10. Oh, perfect. Nice. We got That's one more perfect. coming, though, at the end. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Stay uh, wait, tuned. Wait. What's the high on Fuck You, Andrews? What, it, is it 12 or 13? I think we're at the high. No, I think because we did, when we did the sci-fi Two movie episodes. Draft, it, we counted it as one. So I think that was 19 was the total. But that was uh-huh. two parts. So I think this is the most we've had in any any one single episode. Yeah, okay. Um, so, like, since pandemic, things have been a little weird. I haven't really paid any attention to sports. But pre-pandemic, um, I was maybe one of the biggest baseball <laughs> fans you'll ever meet. Like, and not just, like, my team or whatever, but MLB and – and not just currently, but like the entire history of baseball and like, and what it's tied to and everything like that. And, uh, and, uh, I always tell people this, I'm always like, well, did you know that in 1908, Ty Cobb won the MVP with just seven home runs and, and everyone's always like, how the hell did that happen? Oh my God. I'm like, well, they didn't have fences back then. So like the ball would just like keep rolling until somebody got a hold of it. And you had to like actually make your way around the bases. So like, yeah, right. Um, but he batted like 373 or something like that. So that's a different story. But um, 
Yeah, definitely baseball. Um, I, one thing about baseball for me is uh, I don't like I don't like going to games. I, I hate going to games. I always did. Um, really? Well, yeah, you can't see the strike zone. It, it's it's <laughs> so aggravating. And like my, the, my one of my favorite and most annoying things in the world is when people who are sitting like down the third baseline are like, "Come on, that was a strike!" Um! You're like, what? <laughs> what? You're looking from the side. How can you? How can you possibly tell? Like, yeah, it was like it was like right. waist high, but it could have been a fucking mile outside. But um, okay. and um, and I I very easily could have chosen Ken Griffey Jr. too because he was like my idol. I have. I still have all of his rookie cards. I even have his draft cards. I've got the duels of the upper deck um, draft cards that he had. Um, but um, my favorite baseball player, when I really think about it, um, is Alan Trammell from the Detroit Tigers. Um, he played shortstop Ooh. here with Lou Whitaker for 21 or 19 seasons. 19 seasons, the longest double play duo in history. And, and the fact that he had to get voted into the Hall of Fame um, – by the committee late after his time had expired was just ridiculous to me because five of the uh, five of the best um, shortstops, including Cal Ripken and Barry Larkin, all didn't have numbers like Alan Trammell, but he was just overlooked for some odd reason. It was the weirdest thing. And I'm really still pissed that he didn't win the MVP in 89 and George Bell did. So I'm still upset about that. That was bullshit. <laughs> George Bell's like the first person at 40 home runs in like three years or something like that. So everyone was like, okay, give him the MVP. But he had lower bat yeah. average. He had less walks. He had less RBIs. He was just not the hitter that uh, Alan Trammell was. And Alan Trammell was just so incredible. Well, and that was before. I mean, sabermetrics existed in like the sense that they were in uh, they were in a book somewhere. But that was, what, 20 years, be- 15 years before the Moneyball era of, like, OPS, and you started looking. Then it was like, can you hit home runs? Can you hit RBIs? And it was it was basically like... It was like wins and losses. didn't hit for a 300 know. average. Yeah, it was like if you didn't hit for a 300 average, but you hit home runs and you drove people in, that was it. And it didn't matter that you struck out 200 times and you either hit a home run or struck out, and that was about it. But, but no, it, it definitely was a different time. But, yeah, baseball... What's crazy now is I'm gonna nerd out on baseball for a second. Is Shohei Otani who plays for the uh, the Angels in L.A. Um, or Anaheim or whatever one of the 17 names they go by because they used to be the California Angels and the Anaheim Angels, then the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And now they're the Anaheim. Um, Angels, now they're yeah. the art the artists formerly known as the Angels. <laughs> um, but Otani pitches as well as hits. He pitches in their regular five man rotation. And he bats either second or third in their order. Um, I think he was top three in RBIs and home runs last year as well. And he won 12 or 13 games. He does, like, every week there is a stat that, like, Shohei Otani did something no one has done since 1886 when Lefty Johnson pitched 36 innings in a week and hit three home runs in the same game. Like, he comes up with these stats because no one does that. And, like... You're paying a pitcher who does what he does 30 plus million dollars a year and you're paying a hitter who does what he does 40 million dollars a year. So the business case is there that he's worth 75 80 million dollars by himself for what he does, but it's like the Angels suck so bad that no one would know Shohei Otani if you're just walking down the street like you would Tom Brady or like you would Michael Jordan. And not to say that he's in that stratosphere, but for the impact he has 
He struck out Mike Trout to win Japan, the World Baseball Classic, and, like, no one cared. And those two are teammates and two of the best players in baseball, and, like, that should have been a huge deal. But it wasn't because, like, they've ruined baseball in the last decade, 15-plus years. So that's just my soapbox. I'll step down now. Sure, he's the shit. You know, I also also heard that he's going to be getting a... uh... Don't don't trip off your soapbox there. (laughs) I also heard that uh, Shohei is uh, he's up for contract this, uh, at the end of this year, and he's going to be looking at 11 years, $560 million. So it's obscene. So it'll be the biggest. He might, end up, he might end up with the Yankees, or he might end up with the Dodgers, which he would go to the Dodgers, and then they'd win another World Series in the same city as the Angels would be like, I have family who are Angels fans and they had, they had their one world series in the early two thousands, but they have, they have wasted Mike Trout, who was literally like the best player in baseball for a decade. And he's just rotting you just away. See him sitting there like, it's in, such a weird favorite team. Also like the Angels as a favorite team. Like you don't hear it much. It's just cause, not, mm. not outside of Anaheim. I don't think. No, exactly. There's just like, there's so many other teams. <laughs> Even just in California, there's like seven major league teams. Not actually, yeah. but four, I think. Um, all right, Aaron. Um, so uh, it, it, these guys know, but I, I'm not a huge sports ball fan. But uh, my my favorite uh, favorite sport is football, uh, specifically college football. And that's mean, and that's a lot of uh, Nebraska because we we never had a pro team here, mm-hmm. and we were we were so dominant in the '90s and we've sucked ever since. But uh, I wouldn't say dominant. I'd say you were good in the '90s. But yeah, <laughs> fuck you, Andrew. Um, we're gonna get back there. We're gonna get back there. This year's gonna be our year. Shouldn't you, you be saying you specifically the Lions? Division three? Yeah, you, you sound like What's my dad that? talking about the Lions right now. We're going to get back there this year. This is the year. Like, back where, Dad? Hey, I, my my new my new NFL team is now the Detroit Lions, which I am vehemently against changing sports uh, love affiliations when it comes to teams ever. Once you pick your team, you pick your team. But because Florida is Florida, so fuck Florida, I am leaving the Miami Dolphins, and I am now a Detroit Lions fan. Aaron's rule for choosing his favorite team is teams that have never won anything big. Got it. Or yes. teams that actually get back to him on TikTok. That's, that's one or the other. That's, that's not that, true. That, the, Lions, the Lions, I think the Lions have won like six NFL championships. The bad news is they just haven't done anything in the last 70 years. So it was before right. there was a Super Bowl, so none of that oh, matters. Yeah, yeah. No. Right. Oh, all right. And then favorite fa- athlete. Favorite which, athlete. Which NASCAR driver are you going to go with here? Oh, no, no. Um, I'm going to go with the with the easy one, especially for somebody my age. It's... It's Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Ah, I, I gotta Babe go Ruth? with my. I was about Babe to say it. I was, I was right there. Fuck you, Andy. <laughs> Even said my age. That is uh, perfect. That's a that's a dozen. Uh, we're gonna go with Michael Jordan. Fantastic. Just because. He he's the goat, and anybody who says that LeBron is better than him that can fuck all the way off. All well, Le- LeBron LeBron is more LeBron is more talented than Michael Jordan, and it's not even a conversation. The totality of what Michael Jordan did with his career, from an accolade standpoint, is far superior. 
But to say that LeBron is not more talented is a lie. Jordan did more with his talent than LeBron did. LeBron is 6'8", 270, and he passes like magic, and he can work the ball inside and is effectively unstoppable. So I so, I want to so, po- point out that who, the who difference... Who just won? Who just got swept? Yeah. I, I'm not... Art- yeah, you're, you're missing you're, you're the kind point of the entirely here. My argument is not... Now, it's not LeBron James right now is the is the the best ever. My point is, if you stack them up side by side, I'm picking Jordan because of the totality of everything he did and oh, no, the six and zero in the finals and all of it. But LeBron is more physically gifted, gifted and yeah. talented from a basketball standpoint. I would also argue his basketball IQ is higher. He does more, and if you listen to the interviews of what he does on the floor. There are players who said he will call out what the defense is going to do when he moves in a certain spot with the ball, what they'll do in reaction to a pass and so on. Like LeBron is playing chess out there. He also surrounds himself with people that don't necessarily allow him to get to the status that Michael Jordan did. So that was my point. I'm still picking Jordan and siding with you in terms of him being the GOAT. Right. Yeah, I'm just Jordan had LeBron, too, LeBron so. is more talented. Well, I think Jordan also stayed with one team to get all that he did. So he had a team built around him versus jumping a team and having to build a new team he was, because he's a you leader. keep moving. LeBron yeah. is not. Uh, LeBron's still I, a leader. I, no, LeBron not as good buys as a leader. players. No, the teams that he goes to buy the players. <laughs> right. Yeah, but LeBron... So what LeBron has done on his return to Cleveland and as well when he's gone to the Lakers is he's mortgaged the future of these franchises... So they can try to win now and surround him with the same guy like Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, um, Amon Shumpert, uh, Rondo in L.A. There's all these people who aren't getting aren't getting contracts anywhere else. And a handful of these guys are playing in China now because after LeBron decided he was done with them, no one else wanted him. Uh, mm-hmm. But LeBron basically acts as the GM and tells them what they're going to do because he's LeBron and can carry that weight, which at the same time, if I'm him. I'm going to throw my waiter on and be like, you need to sign this person, this person, and this person. But if you don't win, that's when he tries to back off and be like, well, you know, the team made these decisions. And it's like, no, motherfucker. You you held the team hostage to make said decisions. So. Well, and he wasn't – I would say, yeah, I mean, as far as the leader goes, like he wasn't even a leader on his, you know, first couple championships in Miami. Like Wade and <laughs> Shaq were for Wade's the first team. one. Yeah. yeah, it was Wade. Well, Shaq was gone by then. He, Shaq wasn't I thought he won one with Shaq. I thought Dwayne Wade one. did, but that was 2006. Oh, Wade did. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, but that was for sure. He went to Dwayne Wade's team. And then that one in Cleveland, that was huge. That was clearly a huge deal for him. I mean, the whole city of Cleveland, too, to bring a championship to that city. Uh, but, I mean, they're still in Ohio. So even after they win the NBA championship, like, you're still, you still wake up in Ohio the next day. So, <laughs> um, you know. But yeah, that uh, that concludes our list there. I'm going to go ahead and get rid of uh, the screen share there so we're, we're all good. But yeah, that that about does it there. So we're, we're 10 episodes in. We've made it to double digits. We haven't faded off into anonymity just yet. Um, you know, that's not to say we won't, <laughs> but at least not yet. So it's always a possibility. Um, yeah. Gentlemen, anything, uh, anything before we get to the, the usual send off? Um, I do want to say that, uh, you know, we do have some things planned as far as like now that we have the video issues gone um, with the way we're doing doing our recording now, uh, we are planning, you know, maybe some live uh, podcasts where we, 
you know, stream on YouTube, as well as getting guests uh, in the future, which would be awesome. We haven't decided who or what, but LeBron I mean, James is going to be on next week to discuss what we just talked about. One on one with Aaron is what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's yeah, so we do have some things. <laughs> oh. That's our newest merch. It's going to say, yep. it's going to say, fuck you, LeBron. Aaron <laughs> just signed Aaron. Um, but yeah, we do have them, some things planned and we're super excited for it now that we've got this part figured out and you know, a good, good run on recording. Um, besides a couple other technical issues that don't have to do with the recording itself, um, which we'll, we'll get aired out before we do that. But that, that is the goal to, uh, do some live ones as well as have some guests on. So we're excited for the, the, after the first 10. Yeah. Only up from so. here. Only up from um, here. Visit our link trees and all of our bios. Uh, we've got our merch store. Go get yourself an all Aaron face shower curtain. That he that he hates. That he absolutely um, hates. He can't stand that. But he just wants no, to see if it'll sell. I just want to see if I can sell one. <laughs> um, also, in our link trees, you can on TikTok and Instagram and all the social medias, uh, find our email address at quadsquadpod at gmail.com. I said that wrong. Quadsquadpod at gmail.com. Um, if you have any questions, it's the quadsquadpod at gmail.com. <laughs> well, we've got two. Oh, he's, okay. He's O2 to show a. The, the quad squad uh, pod at gmail.com is oh i is couldn't the, remember if we had podcast on the end of one or the i the quad squad pod at gmail.com send us questions we want to do a whole episode sometime where we just answer it, I'll questions do it live that's all yeah, fuck it we'll do it live but <laughs> having said that um as always fuck you andrew <laughs> really gotta tie it off so much for that good morning text I was going to send. Okay. Count us out, Bryce. Let's end this shit. Five, six, seven, eight.